Is this thing working? Good morning. How you doing? I'm good. How are you doing this morning? Thank God it's Friday. Thank God it's Friday. Golly, it's been a long week. Always is. But it's here. It's Friday and it's March 1st. We leaped into March 2024. So here we go. And today is the last day to go vote. Yep. Early voting ends today. No, is it in today or is it in Saturday, tomorrow? I, I believe it's today, March 1st. It's to March 1st. Okay. And, so and the today. polls are open till 7. Mm-hmm. They're open till 7 today, and you can go on Tuesday also to vote. But welcome to the show. Please share the show with your friends. Stomp that like button and subscribe on the platform of your choice, please, so that you can be notified whenever one of our awesome shows drops every day at 2 p.m., Monday through Friday. Be there or be square. That's it. That's our new mantra, be there or be square. That's it. But we were talking about the voting, and what's really disappointing is the amount of people that have early voted in Texas. It's been real low. Yeah. The turnout has been really low. It was actually higher in the governor primary than it is in the presidential primary this election cycle. You know, so um, I have an article here that talks a little bit about what's going on in the counties, and they're hoping to see more early voters show up today. It's been a slower turnout than they would like to have seen on par with the 2022 and 2020 primaries. So then, you know, the numbers are roughly kind of equal. They really wanted more people involved. Yeah. So what percentage did it it basically ends up being about 1%? 1%. Yeah. You know, that's why in the Michigan primary the other night and and the the subject of mail-in votes came up, you know, and they were talking about it. And remember they said the numbers were like a million people had had done mail-in votes in a primary. I I just couldn't believe that because you look at the population of Michigan, it's like 10 million people. If a million done mail-in votes before the early voting primary, you know, that would be a 10% turnout on that. Does that seem right to you? Because, I mean, you see Texas is at, at 1%. Right. Yeah, yeah. It, it doesn't seem right to me. But, you know, I don't know a lot about these mail-in votings, you know, um, these mail-in ballots. I'm just looking at the numbers. And, and the know. numbers. And I, I don't. J- to me, just the reality and the patterns of the numbers that you see or the averages of the numbers that you see, like nationwide. Yes. It, uh, to me, that just ten percent seemed like a really excessive number. I feel like there might have been a little bit of hanky panky in there, a little bit of stretching going on there. That's why. That's exactly <laughs> what I was meaning about the mail in ballots because I I don't trust them at all. I don't trust any of the numbers. So you know, and they've done that to us. We don't trust anything. It's all their fault. Yeah, I totally uh, believe that this mail-in stuff is is just not kosher. We right. shouldn't be doing it. You know, Terry Jordan from Angelina County Elections Administrator told KETK that numbers are steady and low. Early voting is slow. We're down about six percent, and past elections have always been higher. We have over fifty-four thousand voters. And we've only had 3,303 so far. In our county. In our county. Yep. You know, so please get out and vote. Your voice matters. It matters a lot. You know, we can't just have 1% of Texans have a voice. Right. You know, so um, we really do need to please get out and vote. Yeah. You have that right. 
And people, if you've had your eyes open, you see the things that are going on around us with the open border, the invasion. We've we've talked about their intentions of leaving the border open for the demographic change, the voter change, you know, all these different things. And we see all the different things happening in the world scene and with the Ukraine war and with China and Taiwan. And we see all these different things going on around us. People, it can get pretty rough. I guess my point in that is... Right now, the only way we got to fight back against any of the things that we see our government doing is through the voting process. Yes. So it's important. I mean, we need, we need, that's the only way we can fight back. Let's keep doing it until we can't do it no more. Yes. And if you cannot make it today, Fridays are rough. I understand if you cannot make it today, Tuesday is the last day you can vote in the primary. Please, let's show them, let's show them that we are in charge. See, and the, and the worst thing to do is stay out of it and not be involved and go, oh, man, it's all rigged and, and they're... It's all politics. Well, you know, you know it, but or, it's, or just the fact uh, that people feel like, well, if it's rigged, I'm going to go down there and waste my vote anyway. I would rather see you go down there and waste your vote by using the last thing we have to fight with, which is our voting system. I'd rather see you do that than to sit at home and not do it. Remember what we talk about, be informed, be engaged. That's exactly right. Well, we got some local mentions. Our governor has picked Lufkin, Texas, which is in our area, to host the Small Business Summit. We're real excited we're going to be involved in this. Since we are a small business in this local area here, it aims to connect small business owners to resources they need to succeed. Abbott says, Small businesses are the very heart of our community and the backbone of the booming Texas economy. They're are 3.2 million small businesses in Texas employing near, nearly half of the Texas workforce. A top state for small business job growth, Texas offers room for businesses of all sizes to grow and succeed. I congratulate the 15 communities selected to host cities, and I invite Texas's small business owners and aspiring entrepreneurs to attend a Governor Small Business Summit to help take their business to new heights for a bigger, better Texas. Yay, let's all do this. I'm excited yeah, I, about this. I am too. It's a great way to network. It is a great way to network. So any small business out there, you're invited. Let's all do this together. Let's grow Texas. Yep. Small business Hope to see you in, in Lufkin, in Lufkin on, the on the 27th of June. It's 27th of June. Yep. All right. And then to stay in Texas, here we go. Again, Texas AG Paxton. He is suing four independent school districts for electioneering. And that would be Denton. We've talked about them already. And then right after we talked about Denton, Denison and Castleberry got sued. And now Frisco. So there are four School so far this week, I believe that our pa General Paxton has um, filed suit again. Filed suit again, and I believe there's a lot more coming. I do too. But earlier this month, Denison ISD's official website expressed its support or opposition for certain political candidates and stumped for its preferred policy agenda. Additionally. Denison ISD posted a resolution. Now, listen at this. They have posted a resolution that adopted by its board of trustees further endorsing certain political measures. Similarly, the Castleberry ISD superintendent used her official email to send out an endorsement list of political candidates and instructed the district's administration 
to vote accordingly. There you go. That's where the lawsuit comes in. From what the law says, your intentions were good. You want to encourage people to go out and vote. But these actions do constitute constitute illegal electioneering as Texas law strictly forbids public funding educational institutions and personnel from using official resources to promote political agendas. What that's saying then is that you can put out an email and encourage people to go vote, to go vote, but you can't tell them to vote accordingly. Yeah. For certain agendas, for certain agendas. you're not allowed to promote candidates or the agenda. All you can do is notify them that the voting is happening. The polling places that it's at, the times that polling places are open. Mm-hmm. And that's it. And that's it. But these schools have gone way far beyond that because they are stumping for public education. Yep, that's what they're doing. That's in, what in they're those doing. Emails. It was clear, and especially in the the uh, the Denton one. Mm-hmm. From yeah, Ms. it was Mr. very clear. Mr. and Ms. Lujan, both of them in the Denton ISD, both of them were clearly stumping for yes. for you to vote against school choice. That's exactly right. You know, and Attorney General Ken Paxton also reminds us that he is not currently able to criminally prosecute election code violations following the Court of Criminal Appeals decision in Texas versus Stevens. And this all stems from the ruling that the Court of Criminal Appeal judges had made stating that Attorney General Ken Paxton cannot prosecute election fraud, that that would have to be handled by the local or county district DAs. Yes, these are the judges that, that you need to vote for so that we can change this back. Right. And we that is Lee inf- Finley, Gina Parker, and David Schink. So make sure you go vote for them. But Frisco ISD is another one. The lawsuit lists three Facebook posts made by Frisco ISD Government Affairs Facebook page where individuals were encouraged to vote for candidates who support public schools and apparently who are against vouchers. The post also appeared to influence the reader to vote in a particular party primary, according to the lawsuit. The first post, released on February 20th, alludes to the fact that candidates will decide whether or not public schools receive appropriate funding. So people should make their voices heard and get out to vote. (laughs) The second post, from February 23rd, encourages individuals to participate in early voting and reminds them that Election Day is on March 5th. The third post which was made yesterday, explains that since Texas has open primaries and redistricting has solidified which seats will be held by which party, people are most likely to vote in the primary for the party that is most likely to win in their area, regardless of the party they identify with. It again encourages people to get out and vote. But according to Section 11.169 of the Education Code, notwithstanding any other law, the Board of Trustees of an independent school district may not use state or local funds or other resources of the district to electioneer for or against any candidate, measure, or political party. So because of this, the lawsuit asserts that the defendants who are members of the Board of Trustees allowed the Frisco ISD employees to use those funds and other resources of the district to electioneer for or against candidates, a measure, or a political party when they allowed Megan DeWolf to publish the statements referenced above on the Frisco ISD Government Affairs Facebook page. Yeah, we want to thank our Attorney General for being on top of all this. It's important that we pay attention to what's going on with these schools because 
they're really they're bucking the law, knowing that he can't do much. And if we want to keep free and fair elections and upright elections, we got to bring this out and expose this and stop it. Yes, we do. But yesterday, President Trump, he came to Texas. Did y'all hear about that? To the border. <laughs> you always said, did you hear about that? Hell, everybody heard about it. Well, you know, I mean, that's why I say it. I say, did you hear about that? Because everybody heard about that. Because he was in Texas. And and uh, he was uh, a firecracker, really. Yeah, that was one of the best speeches I've heard him give in a while. You know, we sat there and listened to it kind of quietly and tried to record and gather content, but, man, we, we couldn't keep quiet. We kept talking about the, the things he was saying. We would laugh at him because yeah. he was so funny. Yeah, his 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 comment about Hillary was hilarious, man. You know, I busted what'd she out say, laughing. What did he say? Um, she's not relevant. Yeah, he, yeah. Just like that, she's not relevant. Yeah, she's not relevant anymore. <laughs> but he called it a military operation. You know, and he thanked everybody and told them what an amazing job it was. And it is a military operation. He was correct in that. It's mm-hmm. a Texas National Guard military operation. You know, it was so weird. Um, he had, like, the military behind him. Yeah, he did. You know, and it, it really did kind of look like... He was mi- in charge. He was in charge. Yeah. I, it was really weird. Nah, it was cool. I thought I, Well, I thought it was cool, but and, and it was strange things, how yeah. they reacted to him like he was the president. And one of the coolest things that I've seen that he done, remember I was kind of joking about it at first, but right before they, they both turned around to give their, their speech, they were standing there at the boat ramp, and both of them turned around to Greg Abbott and him turned around and he stood there proud and he stuck his chest out and he looked across that border and he just glared at him over there. And I thought, yeah, that right there is how you lead because that right there shows power and strength. And it shows him, it shows them across the border. Hey man, I'm standing here. I got my eyes on you. I'm watching and if you, you step into my country. I'm going to throw you back out of my country. Yeah. Now, I thought it was really cool. I did too. And he did. He was a leader. You know, and the people that were surrounding him, you know, they were, they were awesome. So we want to thank him for coming down and, you know, putting the eyeballs on our problem down here at the border. And it is a problem. And yep. there is a war going on between the state of Texas and the federal government. Yes, there is. And, you know, we're putting military down there on our border now. They're it's building a, yeah. a military base yep. on our border. Is that crazy? I think that's nuts. That is scary. Well, it's treasonous what our government's doing. Our federal government is doing. It's treasonous what they're doing because the Constitution states it's their duty to protect our borders against enemies, foreign and domestic, and they're not doing it. No, they're not. It's treasonous. And and I applaud Governor Abbott's efforts. I applaud what he's doing. I applaud the 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 stand that he took with this. I do too. And you know what? I want to applaud his speech after President Trump. Um, it was amazing. Yeah, it and was. we thank you for everything that you're doing down there yep. to protect Texans. We do appreciate every bit of it. You're doing all that you can do against a, a federal government that wants to see your a state ruined. A tyrannical federal your government. People, you know, destroyed. Yeah. You know, it's it's just sickening to me. I'm sorry. We got off on that because, you know, like, like they say, the border is the number one issue right now of Americans. And so we're going to keep hounding it. Close our border. And then we have some, like, random mentions that we missed during the week. 
that we're just going to bring out to you just so you know our little opinions on them. Another win for Make America Great Again. Senate leader Mitch McConnell is stepping down in November. Thank goodness it's about time. You're a little late. Why can't you leave now? Right. You know, I mean, that's just my take on the thing. Um, the man has really okay, sold us out. Sold us out. But I will say this. As much as I just don't like this man, he's been in office way too long. He is the, what, what is it? He set a record. The longest running Senate leader ever. Why? He, need, he, need, he should have been gone a long time ago. But one thing he did do, and I will give him kudos. He will go down as the man who changed the Supreme Court of the United States of America. He might not even realize he did it at the time, huh? No, he did do it. <laughs> oh, did he? <laughs> he did the Supreme Court. He did a lot of judiciary. The ones we have is Mitch McConnell. So I will give him kudos, and he will go down in history as changing the court. Yeah. Him and it was him that did it. It was not President Trump. Yeah. But they keep blaming it on President Trump. But Mitch McConnell did it. Right. So we do thank him for that. And guess what? Of course, with him stepping down, guess our Texas Senator John Cornyn wants to become a leader now. So he is campaigning to become Senate leader. Please, everybody, call. Do whatever you can. Just don't let this rhino become a Senate leader. Please. Rand Paul would be a good one. Oh, I think he would yep. be Rand awesome. Paul would be great. You know, I think Ted Cruz would be great. Yeah. But the way they do things in, in the Senate is you have to be there a certain well, amount of time. And you have to be. It's the I guess, power structure. Yes. Yeah. The power structure. I know how that it's, is. It's the power structure. You know, you know the that. same thing. Power, power, power. Like we were betrayed by our daggum house of representatives again. Yeah, he's gutless. And I know he would. Yes, Speaker Johnson, here we go. He promised us no more CRs, and he caved. Peanut was right. The flag, yep, they voted yesterday afternoon, and guess what? Another CR. Another Nancy Pelosi spending limits. Another sellout. We've been sold out again. I just figure he's on the side of Democrats and probably, probably believes in democracy. I don't know. <laughs> I just believe that he, the Democrat Party has, has showed him that they're going to protect him if he just continues to side with them. Because, like we said, the pickle that he's in, he's fixing yes. to face it. Yeah, you know? I know. And, I know Steve Bannon's calling for him to be taken down. Yeah, and, and but we won't get the votes. That's no, what he knows. That's the, why he sided with them now. Yeah, because the, he knows the Democrats has his back. That's exactly that's why right. I said he's on the side of Democrats. But we got some Trump stuff going on today. President Trump is in Fort Pierce, Florida this morning for a hearing regarding his classified documents case. Hundreds of Trump supporters have been lined up early since early this morning with Trump flags waiting to greet Trump. This is from Laura Loomer. I do not want to read her words without telling where that came from. Laura Loomer posted that this morning to let us know what's going on with President Trump. And then she has another one here reminding us about closing arguments will be made in Fannie Willis's hearing regarding corruption in the Fulton County Trump RICO case. It starts at 1. We'll be, we'll be on that one. 
Today, they are expected to go over more cell phone testimony and text messages between Fanny Willis and Nathan Wade. So be watching for that. But we have a very important segment that we're going to do right now, and it has to do with this reporter from, um, where's he from? Blaze TV. Mm-hmm. Steve Baker. Steve Baker. And, and to, to even just talk about this and start talking about this a little bit, um, the FBI has reportedly ordered Blaze TV journalist Steve Baker to self-surrender in Dallas on Friday morning today due to undisclosed charges over his reporting on January 6th of 2021. And it's, I'm, I'm getting this from AmericanMilitaryNews.com. It says that in a post on X, formerly Twitter, Baker explained that his attorneys had received two prior threats from the Biden administration's Department of Justice and FBI regarding his arrest over his reporting of the Capitol Hill protests. You know, they, they arrested him over conflicting stories that he reported about January 6th and about the Capitol Police, and he exposed some of the lies and the stories that they have that they come out with and told. So basically, they've gotten mad at him, and they're going to go arrest him. Do you know, also, he was not aware of some of the charges. They told him that they would reveal those charges once the warrants were released. So they came and they arrested him this morning. So Glenn Beck was interviewing Steve Baker, and Steve Baker revealed that he was told by federal authorities to wear shorts and sandals when he turns himself into the FBI. He said, instead of abiding by the humiliation process, he tells me, I'm going to pray, and then I'm going to go put my suit and tie on and walk with my head up. Listen to this. So, mentally, how are you? I have my moments. Um, I'm okay. I'm, you know, I've had I've had over two years to prepare for this. I've game planned it all out in my head. Um, I'm not going to sleep tonight. I'm not even going to try. Uh, it's, it it is my way anyway. And so I'm just going to you know prepare, pray, and. Uh, and then I'm going to put on my suit and tie. Good for you. And walk in with my head up. Good for you. That's the way you do it, Steve. That's it. God bless you, man. Prayers for you. Man, we don't live in America anymore. The America that we know is gone. Look at this right here. Now, we talk about the border. We talk about how our government, our federal government, is allowing an invasion of our country. They're not protecting our border. They're not protecting the citizens of our country. Now, not only that, now look at this. And what we're seeing is First Amendment violations. The very first thing in our Constitution is the protection of free speech and the freedom of the press. And all Steve Baker done was went out and reported the facts about what was happening. You know, the, the, the thing with freedom of the press is also they have the right to go out and report a lie. It's okay. You're, yes, because they have, we see they it have freedom every of, single day. They have freedom of speech. Freedom of the press is dead. Freedom of the press is dead. This is what communists do. This is what tyranny is. This is tyranny right here, guys. This is what they call democracy. When they go, when they talk about, yeah, we're trying to save our democracy. This is the democracy they're talking about. This is arresting what they're talking you, about. Arresting you when you speak out against them. This right here 
for them to arrest him publicly like this and and even try to tell him, hey, you're going to have to wear shorts and sandals. I mean, tell him what to wear to get arrested? What because, the heck? Because he would, it would look humiliating to him. Oh, we're busting in there early in the morning. You're in your shorts and your sandals. You ain't, but we're going to arrest you and we're going to perp walk you. That's what that's all about, man. It's humiliation. It's visual. And it sends a message to who? Not to the rest of the TV media, not to... But what it sends a message to is people like me and you, mm-hmm. people like our neighbors, people like our family that are tired of people this government. People that they're calling white rule rage, people that they're well, calling Christian nationalist, people that they just don't like. Exactly. Exactly. The people that they don't like, that's what they're saying. You I mean, they call us names, us. You, well, and they you, don't know anything about us. The message is, if you speak out against us, we're going to come and arrest you, and we're going to publicly humiliate you. We don't care who you are. They've gotten away with it. With with this, it's just going to snowball until we make them stop it, one of the two. I totally agree with you. I mean, look what they're doing to that CBS reporter, Catherine Herridge. Same thing. Holding Same her exact in thing. Holding her in contempt. Because she won't reveal sources. She doesn't have to. No. A reporter does not have to reveal their sources. Now, we'll see if she'll go to the map for that. We'll see. Yep. I think she will because she ended up getting let go because I guess she wouldn't go along with <clears throat> yeah. the mainstream media's narrative. Exactly. And you can tell those reporters that, that you that were giving out good information. Those are the ones they get rid of, like Tucker, Miss Herridge, who has been in the business for many, many years, you know, and now she's... All yeah, on the chopping pu- block? Are you kidding me? Publicly, yeah. You know, and then Steve Baker, you know, yep. it, it's going to be more and more. You're going to be seeing more and more of this. They're saying if you are on the wrong side, then you're going to go to jail. That's the message they're sending. Yes, it is. Well, we're going to address this segment. We're going to do a new segment on Fridays, and I want to address this real quick. We had a... Um, we're gonna. It's gonna be called address listeners' comments. So when you make a comment, and um, it's something that you want us to address, then we're going to comment on that. So I, we appreciate all the comments, and um, the comment in question that I'm talking about. Here, I'm gonna read it to you. None the the person didn't say I could use his name, so I'm not gonna use his name. But here's what his comment says: Everyone needs to start reminding everyone, that the USA is a constitutional republic, not a democracy. We, the people, are letting them drill this crap into people's heads, and they are believing it. Well, we're going to answer your question on that. Throughout the show, we have kind of pointed out what we thought democracy was. So our form of understanding this democracy is the Democrats' way of telling you that their democracy is the only way, is the only way to be. Their democracy, the Democrats. Well, we know this. We know that that's what they want. When they say, save our democracy, they don't mean you. They mm -hmm. mean us. They mean them only. Exactly. You know, so they don't care about the republic. They have even written papers. We've been, we really have been uh, researching this. They've written papers trying to explain their democracy. Well, their democracy is only the Democrat way. They want one whole government. 
But everyone knows that America is not a democracy. Surely you know, except for those that watch We are a constitutional media. republic. We That's are what we a are. We are never republic. a democracy. Anytime you hear them say democracy, ignore it, mock them, ridicule mm-hmm. them because they're they're, te- they're lying to you. Point it out like we just did. Point out that that's their form of democracy. And no, we don't want that. We do not want their form of I democracy reject, and we reject it 100%. Is this thing working? Rise up. Well, hey, everybody, that's it for today. Thanks for listening. And I hope you've enjoyed the show. Hope you've learned some things about what's going on around us in the nation and in your communities. You know, we couldn't do this without your continued support either. We appreciate all of you showing up, taking the time to listen to us today. So please, like I say, make sure to hit the like button, share our show with all your friends. We'll see you next time on Is This Thing Working? And as always, I'm James, and that's my lovely co-host over there. Denise. And we'll see you next time. We're out.